Welcome to the Pharos Fit Podcast, where we help you to explore your capacity to move better, push further, and achieve your limitless potential through fitness, nutrition, recovery, and lifestyle. Hey guys, welcome back to the Pharos Fit Podcast. I hope you're well out there. Um, we have the Limitless Challenge coming up starting next week on January the 18th. So I thought this would be a good time to bring in uh, two specialists who have either you know been through the Limitless Challenge before and done very well at it, um, and had great success in the challenge and taken those successes on into their daily life. Um, or uh, I have another person with us today who's going to talk a lot about nutrition, uh, macronutrients, and, and that kind of thing. So I think this is going to be a really useful podcast, either if you are doing the Limitless Challenge or you're thinking about doing it or thinking about doing it in the future. We're hopefully going to give you a lot of information today that's going to be super helpful for you. Um, I have Arthur, Monsieur Arthur Guillerson with me. Bonjour. Bonjour, Monsieur. <laughs> and I have Ruby Golden with me. Hey, Ruby Hi. Golden. How you doing? Good. How are you doing? Real good. Real good. <laughs> um, so, Arthur, I, I kind of want to start with you. Um, and let, let's, let's go right back to the beginning before okay. you were the, the kind of f- the fitness figure that you are now in the, in the, in the age before. Uh, what was your journey into fitness? How did you find fitness? And what made you choose fitness as your as your career path? Um, well, first of all, uh, I think it's important to talk about the fact that I did not grow up an athlete. I right. did not identify as an athlete. I didn't play sports when I was uh, a kid. And I kind of came to fitness uh, later on in life, actually. Um, I found fitness and I really want to say that fitness saved my life. I, um, a long time ago in another life made, uh, uh, was not leading the most healthiest life. I've been sober for almost five years now. And I think that it's in early sobriety, uh, that I found fitness. And the way it started was I got uh, the opportunity to train with a group to go hike Mount Whitney. Uh, For those of you who don't know, it's the highest mount in continental America. Uh, And it's like a solid hike, very, very solid. And so I thought to myself that if I can achieve this, then I can, you know, achieve anything in fitness. And that's kind of like how it started for me, right? So it did not start well with walking into a gym and pumping myself full of protein right, right away. Right, it started with something in the real world. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. And was it hard when you did it? Was it? Yes, it was super hard and super uncomfortable, you know? Uh, yeah. It was uh, frustrating at time. Uh, I didn't have the cardiovascular capacity that I do now. Um, so yeah, it was really hard. And there were moments where, you know, you're in the middle of the hike and you're like, hey, I'm tired, get me off this mountain. I want to yeah, yeah. go home. I want to go back to bed. But it led to a lot of different things. You know, six months later, I once I proved to myself that I was capable of doing this, I uh, registered to run the LA Marathon, and oh, that really? was, oh yeah, God. yeah, in 2017. Um, full disclosure, it took me six hours to complete. <laughs> uh, but you did it. <laughs> but I did it, yeah. Walked, uh, I uh, ran halfway, and halfway through, I had to walk the rest, so uh, it took me six hours, but I am so damn proud of yeah. myself. For doing was it lungs that gave out, or was it muscles? It was muscle. Yeah. <laughs> Get to West Hollywood, and, uh, and the knees locked out. <laughs> I right. completely oh, locked out. So, yeah. yeah. So yeah. Uh, but yeah, and um, you know, I um, a little bit later uh, joined Theros. It was my first experience with a gym of this caliber. 
uh, you know, I've been to, I've walked in and, and tried a couple like uh, a big, uh, big gym, big corporate gym. Uh, and that, of course, did, never did anything for me. Uh, and it's not until I walked into Pharaoh's that I started experimenting uh, uh, with fitness. And I think that it's definitely like one of the most important thing at Pharaoh's is the diversity of program that we offer. Right. Um, I think that like, you know, my first class was with Sarah. It was a spin class, a ride class. And, uh, and I think that like, you know, we were still, we're, Ferris was not officially opened, I think, yet. Uh, there's still construction yes. going Under on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I think that like, you know, there's still like, you know, um, uh, uh, it was just like, you know, a, a spin class and, and I just like, huh told to myself it was my first time in a in a fitness class and i was like i kind of like this let me see how it goes you know well that's i i think that's such a common a common thing like a lot of people when they first start going to the gym they just kind of show up at the gym and they have no real like plan or idea what they're doing they just kind of walk around for a bit and maybe do a tricep press down or (laughs) spend 20 minutes on a cross trainer or something and they don't really like you know obviously they don't get anything out of it because they don't have a plan they don't know what they're doing and they don't know like how to push themselves and that's the beauty of when you when you come into a class uh, a class situation is like you, you know you're, you're being told what to do you're being helped through it um and and that has huge value and i, I think it's super interesting that you, you came to this place after overcoming overcoming two huge physical obstacles because usually and, and mental obstacles because usually you might like find the gym first and then think you know what i'm going to challenge myself to climb a mountain or do a marathon but you kind of do it the other way around it's like i'm gonna jump into the deep end i'm gonna climb a mountain i'm gonna run a marathon and then i'm gonna join the gym exactly exactly it's amazing uh but in its way you're right i think that like you know uh it is there's i'm identify myself as an introvert right um so i think that like walking into a gym can be really intimidating for a lot of people for sure yeah uh, and that in some ways, you know, climbing up the mountains or running for six hours is much easier to do because I don't have to interact with anybody else. Right. <laughs> it's, it's, it is kind of can be a solo pursuit. Right. You can just be in your own brain. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, 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 I see absolutely. that. <laughs> wow. So uh, you, you came to Pharos, you did the right class. And, you know, was it from that point on, was it like a light switch? You were like, this is something that I'm going to do. that's a good question no actually i you know i think it took me a little bit of time i knew that i walked into the rooms and 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 i knew that this was going to be my training home now how far into uh uh, that world uh was i gonna go i did not have any idea on my first uh on my first class right i think that like you know it started with ride and i enjoyed ride so much that like that's all i was doing for like a month and right. then somehow somebody pushed me to our train right uh and then that's all i was doing for a month right, and right, then little right. by little i started experimenting and taking different classes uh to the point where like you know it was a very like self-discovering uh, uh process that um was definitely contingent of like what was available to me like i would have never tried something like the fly class or gymnastic program on my own i tried it because it was here and right. somebody invited me there and i fell in love with this and yeah. i think that like for six months i have not missed a fly class right right yeah I, I, that was kind of always something we had in mind was you have to kind of 
lower the barrier to entry in that not everybody's going to be ready to jump into a, a build class or, or, or a hybrid class or something that is slightly more technical. Everybody needs to start somewhere and everyone feels more comfortable in, in certain areas. But once they're in the building and once they see other people like them doing these other classes, they might think to themselves, you know what, maybe this, this is something I could try. And suddenly they become more experimental and more interested. And, you know, the, the curtains of apprehension kind of go away a little bit and they start to really open up and, and, and open themselves up to, to more opportunities and more adventures and more, more challenges. Um, so I'm glad that you, you, I'm glad that's what you experienced because that was always kind of like what we wanted. Yeah. <laughs> because I think a lot of people like, but before we opened, you know, a lot of people would like, like peer into a CrossFit gym, see a lot of big dudes throwing a lot of weight around and just kind of be like, oof. <laughs> Oh, I, yeah. I would just, never have stepped foot in a in a gym like right. that. <laughs> so it's it's like you almost have to like coax people into a, the environment that you ultimately want for them because you believe in strength training and you believe in lifting and you want them to experience these things. But sometimes you can't expect people to go from zero to to that and be comfortable. Absolutely. And and you I think that like you write about this, like you know, something that happened when I walked into Pharaohs is that I looked around and like, wait those people kind of look like me right uh, you know like there was like of course i think i've noticed you and like you know your the size you are <laughs> i was like ooh, who's this dude <laughs> like this this big guy like he looks serious and and i talked to you and you were the nicest guy i i remember that like oh my god like i remember emily asking me one time it's like do you think pete is intimidating and i remember saying like not as much as you are <laughs> like, you know i 100 um, agree with that <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um, so I, I, I can't remember so remind me like how far into your membership did you do the first challenge had you been here for uh how yeah, far just, like, into, lit up. He's like, oh my god how far into the membership that i uh started the first challenge was your first year right it was my first year i think it was uh let's see so i became a member three years ago uh, and I think that the first challenge was that I've done, actually, I think I probably missed the first one uh, and I just did the, the second one. So it was probably like, what, like, I want to say three months into my, uh, my, uh, my membership. Yeah, okay. probably three months in my membership. And at that point, you felt comfortable in doing something like that. You, you, you were ready for the challenge and you felt... You know, I don't think that you... Uh, well, first of all, let me start by saying that I, I love the challenge. I love the challenge so much and for so many different reasons. But to me, the challenge is like the embodiment of the seven anchors of Pharaohs, right? When, uh, when you look at the challenge and, and what Pharaoh stands for, uh, talking about like, you know, showing up. Showing up is essential. It's step number one. We built on that. Uh, building others, the, 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 the community is buzzing. Uh, I've never met more people than while doing the challenge. And I think that like, you know, for somebody who's been on both sides of the challenge, who's been a challenger and who's uh, coached it and been responsible for a team, um, the people who were successful uh, were the people who found their crew, the people who yeah. found uh, 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 the people around them that are like, hey, I'll see you tomorrow at six, right? Yeah. And people who were never morning people per se would uh, uh, turn into 6 a.m.ers and yeah. to this day are still 6 a.m.ers, you know? Yeah, there's definitely a real united spirit that happens during the challenge. 
you know, and obviously this one will be a little bit different because, you know, a lot of stuff is going to be virtual. Absolutely, um, yeah. Obviously we do have like the, the outside, uh, the outside gym. So a lot of people will do that. But yeah, it's, this one, it will be interesting because it is different. But, you know, I noticed the same thing happening now with the, with the virtual studio and the people, the faces that I see um, in the mornings is that, you know, those, that, that same thing is happening. Like they are held, they are holding each other accountable. Exactly. Like they support each other. They, they check in with each other. Um, and that's, I mean, that's always been such a huge thing for us. Like the, the group dynamic is such a powerful tool. Um, and it's so, so apparent during the challenge. Um, we do believe, uh, results are acceler accelerated in a, in a fixed timeline and under, under the conditions of the group dynamic, it's just a kind of a magical thing that, that happens. Um, I don't believe we were meant to like be isolated and, and like always train on our own and, and that kind of thing. I, I think we are much more. We experience a lot more joy, a lot more fun, a lot more motivation when we are training with others who are, you know, enjoying the path with us. It's just, yeah. Yeah. you know, yeah. it's just one of those things. No, no, totally, totally. But to come back to your question, like, was I failing already? Not necessarily. I was just willing to experiment. So I think that like, you know, the challenge, like whether you feel ready or not, doesn't really matter. It's whether or not are you like willing to try something new? Uh, for a little bit you're not locked in you're not you know it's not a contract in blood i'm gonna like you know wake up at 6 a.m every day and completely revolutionize the way i lead my life now but more like okay for six weeks i have opportunities to try some things and see if like it's gonna stick right. if i like it if it's for me or if it's not you know and like it's a very like you know it's not a big investment six weeks is like almost nothing you right. blink and it's gone you know i love that i love that like i don't have to feel completely ready i just yeah. have to be willing absolutely that's a, that's a, yep. that's a great note yep and so, so just so you guys know, the, the main reason my Arthur is here is because he's basically like a three-peat champion. He basically <laughs> won it three years back to back. Um, we used to, it isn't so much on this challenge, but prior to this challenge, we had a system where, you know, you would get a certain amount of points for fat loss. You would get a certain amount of points for, for uh, muscle gained and a certain amount of points for the sessions you attended. And there were other challenges that were built in where you could, yeah, where you could gain points. But Arthur always lost a ton of fat, always gained a ton of muscle and always attended a fuckload of classes. Basically. <laughs> so he, he basically won three years in a row. Um, so, you know, what, what do you think, I mean, what were the, re the reasons where you were so successful as a, because you, you showed up a lot. Yeah. Um, but what were the other reasons? Why, why do you think you were so, so good at this and so successful at this? Having, you know, having had no real, like as you've mentioned, like past or experience in fitness, how did you do it so so efficiently and so effectively? I would say that um, I went into it with that mentality of telling myself that like, look, it's six months. This is the, the range of possibility. Um, would you be willing to just go all out and see where that will take you? Mm. Um, and I think that like, you know, I, for, for instance, like I didn't work, I did not want my first challenge. Uh, I did not want the third one, but every single time that I've done the challenge, I picked up like a little nuggets of knowledge or, or a little habits here and there. And I think that like by my fourth one was the first time I actually won it. Uh, Cause I knew 
kind of like what it meant uh, uh, to, to be in that challenge. And he was not always necessarily like losing the most fats or, or gaining the most muscle. It was primarily like, I will be the one that will show up consistently. Um, and you know, if you like hang out at a barbershop, eventually you will get a haircut. <laughs> and that's yeah. kind of like how it happened to me, right? I showed up and the result followed. So I definitely went into it with a mindset that was like, let me see what is possible, mm -hmm. what it means to be limitless. What if I were to make this like one of my top priority and see where it leads me? You know, little did I know that like, you know, it would lead to like <laughs> a full on obsessive <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> passion, career, yeah. uh, uh, you know, a couple months later. So yeah. I feel yeah. like what's so important there is that you didn't go into it like with like any pressure on yourself like you just went into it and you were just like with this open mind and like open heart and there was no like fear of well what if i don't get x y and z you're right and i yeah. think that a lot of times people are like afraid of things like this because they they put just way too much pressure on themselves to like right. hit some certain Absolutely. goal but it's like if you can just and that's i mean it's like a beautiful metaphor for you yeah. know life <laughs> yeah i agree it, it, i mean it's like it's like freedom basically you went into it with a ton of freedom you weren't like Oh my god but what if i fail oh my god but what if this doesn't happen oh my god but what if i'm not good at this like you just went in with a free mind and we're just like whatever happens happens i'm just going to give it 100 percent, right which is which is so important and how much of um you know how much of the success that you you achieved was to do with nutrition and how much of it was to do with working out oh okay uh i think that like everything there's like you know pillar to body recomposition. Uh, I think that like for me, what I really needed to tune in uh, was my recovery. All of them, honestly, like my nutrition, my recovery and my working out. So some challenges, I would say I pushed it a little too far and became a little too obsessive, whether it would be my workouts or whether it would be uh, uh, my nutrition. I at some point get really strict with the way I was eating. Um, and I remember also this one for one of the challenge, we had this extra credit, which was run. Uh, I think run like was it? yeah no not we had the run in the park but we also had like on your own run I think like 50k or 10k or something on your own and <laughs> I <laughs> I was not I was not a coach here yet I was still a member and I came to build at 6 a.m. I went to repair afterward. I went to ride afterward. Oh and I think that you saw me in the main gym running on the, the skill mill by myself. And you came up to me and you're like, how long have you been at the gym for? You, you were here at, at, at 5.30. What time is it? It's 2 o'clock. Go home. And right. I think that you sent out an email afterwards saying like, guys, like, you know, it's great to push your limits. But, you know, there's a fine line between like being obsessive and, and being actually healthy. Well, but that, that, that is the thing. And it is, you know, when you do become passionate about something and you are really enjoying something, it's very easy to do. It's very easy to do too much of it and get Absolutely. kind of carried away and kind of lose yourself in it. So it is important to sometimes take a step back and just, you know, put some stuff back into the right. into the bank. If you're right. constantly taking stuff out, there's a point where you'll just like burn out or get sick or get hurt or get injured or that kind of thing. So, but that's what we're here for. You know, we're yes, yeah. we're here not not just to like rally people up and get people to do more, do more, do more. It's also about balance. And about trying to create a healthy, uh, healthy, well-balanced day, you know, healthy, healthy minds, healthy bodies, 
healthy nutrition, healthy rest, healthy recovery, all that kind of stuff. It's not just about how hard can we make, make people work. You know? Yeah, because I think that like we can all agree that what makes um, this sustainable, uh, like any fitness program or any body recomposition you want to get through, any goals you have, the number one thing is consistency, right? Sure. So yeah. we yeah. can't go into this with like, all out for six weeks i'm never gonna have a cookie ever again in my life uh you know chances are you'll probably not be able to sustain that you know it's good to like push yourself outside your comfort zone because that's where growth is but we want to make this sustainable we want to make this uh, uh something that will outlast the six weeks whether it's like you know just uh, a, a habit going to bed a little bit earlier drinking a little more water being a little more mindful of what you put into your body and moving with purpose or like you know it can lead into like oh wow i'm feeling great i want to experiment more i want to see if i can push this to the next level uh but i think that it starts with this curiosity of like okay this is, uh, those are the tools that are available to you. Do you want to try playing with macros? Do you want to try like, you know, sticking to a fitness routine that's going to be a little bit different than what you've experienced so far? Absolutely. Sign me up. I'm only here for like, you know, a little bit and I want to see what's possible. Right. That's a great way to look at it. Um, and then, so at what point, at what challenge or after what challenge or at what point in this journey did you realize this is what I really want to do with my life. Like fitness is the path for me. Uh, I would say that definitely the, well, walking into Pharaohs planted the seed. And the first challenge that I've done can like completely uh, water the soil. Um, I think that after my first challenge, I realized this is, this is it. This is what I want to do. Uh, and it was not necessarily just my transformation and, and the way my, my body changed and, and how much I discovered my love for the exercise, but how much the quality of lives of the people around me improved. People that did not define themselves as lifters or athletes, right. uh, how many of them and their attitude and their story, uh, how much that changed. And I was like, wow, I want to be a part of that. I want to help somebody else. Uh, uh, going through what I've, I've been through and, and better their life uh, just like this. So yeah. I think that I would say, let's see, I was being, I've been a member at Pharaohs for three years and I started working at Pharaohs uh, maybe two and a half years ago. So yeah, yeah that's uh, great. Actually, like, yeah, pretty soon, pretty soon afterward. I mean, it's, it, you know, as a, as a business owner and as someone who's been in fitness a long time, when you see that spark in someone who's, as passionate as Arthur was about fitness, you know, you kind of know where it's headed. You kind of know, okay, this guy's in. <laughs> this guy wants to become a coach. He wants to help people. Um, yeah, and that's 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 how a coach should be. It's not it's not the pursuit of being the best fitness person. It's the pursuit of help. I want to help as many people as I can experience what I've just experienced. And that is why, you know, that is why fitness is essential because it, it, it really can change people's lives for the better. Um, and, and your, your story in particular, I mean, there are so many, so many people I've spoken to, so many stories about people who have suffered through addiction or, you know, have had bad periods in their lives. And it, it was fitness that, that really helped bring them out of it. And it, yeah. it gave them, it gave them like a new journey and a new path. So, 
you know, for us, it's 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 way more than just bicep curls. Absolutely, I mean, bicep curls are essential. They're, They're essential. They're essential. They but yeah, there's, there's there's a lot more than just uh, just the physical side of things. So Ruby, let's bring you in at this point because Arthur's just touched on obviously <laughs> the nutritional side of things and how mm-hmm. that was an important part of this trifecta between working out, recovery, and nutrition, and one of them alone never works. You need the combination of the three to, to truly be effective. And one thing I've, I've really noticed with you, you know, in the last couple of years is just how how dramatically your body has changed, but also how how good you've been, how, how um, controlled, balanced, dedicated, prepared you have been with your nutrition. So I kind of want to like bring you in and ask you like, how did that happen? Because I'm not assuming you haven't always been this way with nutrition food. Right. Um, so how did how did it happen? And, and tell us about your kind of your kind of journey to this point. Um, well, first of all, I just think it's really interesting. Um, when I was listening to Arthur talk, I also didn't grow up as an athlete, and I'm also somewhat introverted. So I just think that's like very interesting. And we right. both like came to Pharaohs. So I'm like, <laughs> um, and now work here, um, <laughs> but. Yeah, so I don't know. I think that um, I, when I think back to like even in like high school and college, like I went to the gym. Like I have memories of like going to the YMCA and like doing like being on a treadmill and like trying different machines and having literally no idea what I was doing. Right. I was just walking in blindly, like didn't understand fitness at all. Like. Um, and it's just really funny to like think back on that now and just how like lost I was just wandering around this world as a woman trying to fit these ideals, um, that, uh, you know, I was looking at like magazine covers and I was like, okay, I want like that body. Um, and had definitely had my fair share of, you know, kind of like, I want to say like an eating disorder, but definitely disordered, not a great relationship with food. Um, and it was always, yeah, I was like trying to like reach this ideal of like losing weight. Like I just want to be skinnier. And um, there was a time that I, a friend told me, she was like, yeah, my friend like just is like so skinny right now. She got these pills from China. Like I'll send you the link. And I got those pills and I lost a bunch of weight because I wasn't eating. And like it was very unhealthy. And, um, and so, yeah, like I've been through all of that. And right. um I think that's very common, by the way. I yeah. Every girl I know, every friend of mine has struggled. And mm. it's just really interesting, um, you know, why that is. And for me, I um, I now look at food as just fuel for my body and like a source of nutrition and how can I use, like I have to eat anyway, so how can I use my food to to change, not to change my body, but like, also, that's very interesting to me because yeah, I think that's I think that's the big thing when people realize when people categorize food as fuel as opposed to some kind of like sin. Like, yeah, like I used to be like eating. I'm eating food, so I should feel guilty. Yeah. Like, I yeah, I used to be, you know, I was like, oh, I don't eat carbs. Like, I don't eat dairy. Like, I ate nothing and deprived right. myself constantly and then would sit at home eating like half jar of peanut butter and then wondering like why you know i didn't look a certain way or whatever um so yeah so it's been like i did so many different challenges and um at different gyms and nothing ever worked and um then i came to pharos and was introduced to macros and 
um, introduced to Lizzie and learned like how to, and it was literally just like, look, like you need protein for this. You need carbs for this. You should be eating bread, like go buy some pasta, like eat the cookie and then like enjoy it and savor it and like go work out and it's all good. Like you don't be afraid of food. And um, that was just like such a complete mind shift. and yeah, so I just like, I stopped having this like, oh, that's bad. It was just like, don't overdo it. But like, yeah, enjoy the cookie. <laughs> and right. um, so yeah, it was, yeah, it's been a very interesting journey. Um, and tell us, tell us about your kind of like your, your process with, with your, how you organize your food, how you organize what you're going to eat that day. Because I know you're very kind of like specific about it. Yeah. So, so I have a coach um, and Everyone needs a coach. Yes. Every Mm -hmm. coach, like coach, my, I have a coach. My coach has a coach. Her coach even has a coach. Like everyone needs someone to like hold them accountable, I think. Um, And so we have, um, I'm basically given like a set of macros and it's broken down by meal. I eat five meals a day. Um, And each meal I'm hitting a certain amount of protein, a certain amount of carbs and a certain amount of fat. And I eat more carbs around my workouts and more fat later in the day. Um, And so I use an app that I love um, called My Macros. My Macros? My Macros Plus is actually what it's called. And um, I input my food in there and I weigh my food out every day. And, um, you know, at this point, I've been doing it for so long that it's like I'm just copying, pasting meals. It's just very routine. But like I do set like I make all my meals the day before. And I definitely spend like a lot of time meal prepping and like preparing food and making sure I have food. And, um, you know, it's like I come home and I'm just like, all right, let me just like make a chicken breast real quick. So I got like chicken for the next two days and like, oh, like let me cut up some Brussels sprouts and roast them real quick. But it's like, it's not like a one day, like spending all of Sunday meal prepping a bunch of stuff and like stressing myself out. It's just, I've, but I did used to do that. And now it's like ingrained into my life. So you spend a little bit of time every day preparing for the next day? Basically, yeah. Like an hour a day? Yeah, maybe. Um, And yeah, and I just make sure I just literally, I'm just like, it's like a puzzle. Like I'm just hitting them. I'm just trying to hit numbers and it takes, yeah, yeah, and it takes, there's no feeling attached to the food. It's just like, this is just a tool, this I need to eat and how can I use this to my benefit yeah it's almost like taking the emotion out of food we talk a lot about like emotional eating and that yeah. kind of stuff and you're just taking the emotion out and it's just it's it's almost like a number i'm looking at a bunch of numbers on a plate basically. yeah yeah and i but i do eat food that i love yeah too. yeah it's exactly like, yeah. i don't you know i'm like i love ev- and i love everything i make like i have five meals today and i'm like super stoked about every single one of them <laughs> that's great i love eating <laughs> <laughs> But when you look at the stuff, you're and what are your, too. Yeah, what, what are your kind of go-tos? Like, what's what? Your, what are your consistents that are kind of usually in your daily? Like, is it chicken? Is it salmon? Yeah, well, your... so I'm also weird because I was a vegetarian for most of my life and pretty much just started eating chicken when I was like, oh, I need more protein. Right. Um, so my meals are like, it's either going to be like eggs or eggs, egg whites with like potatoes and toast if it's like around a workout mm. or like overnight oats with like protein powder mixed in. Um uh, I always have a salad. There's always a huge salad because as you get like, you know, as the carbs go down, you need to like really fill up, you know, voluminous food. So big, mm. big salad with chicken and like goat cheese and beets or something. That's maybe mm. what I'm eating today. Um, and then usually something with like um, chicken again with pasta of some sort, um, vegetables, quinoa, sweet potatoes. I love vegetables. Um, 
So I'll mix all that stuff together and then usually end every night with fluff, which is... Yeah, I've noticed that, yeah. <laughs> what is fluff? <laughs> so fluff is was created... Um, I think she created and um, this woman, Michelle McDonald, um, and it's literally just protein powder and ice, but you like blend it forever and like a little bit of milk and you blend it forever and it just gets like super fluffy and oh. it's just like, so again, it's like something that's very voluminous, but like not dense right, right. Um, and it just like, it fills you up so much. It feels like it ice like cream. What'd you say? <laughs> it looks like candy floss. Candy floss? Candy floss. Do you get a fair? Cotton gin. Oh. <laughs> I've never heard that before. Yes, yes, exactly. It's like fluffy. Um, so yeah, that every night I end with that and it's like the best treat to me. Wow, that's great. Yeah. Now, so you have five meals a day. Is the fluff one of those meals yes. or is that extra? It it's, is. A, it's a meal, then, yeah. So you have four other meals and these are all like full meals. You're not like snacking on protein no. bars or stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, so that was of, also a huge like, thing. Like yeah, I would like eat protein most bars. Of your, most of your calories and macros are coming from real food. Yes, a hundred percent. Yeah, the protein powder is kind of like, you know, but it, it helps. So. You eat red meat or no? no I don't. Right. No, yeah. no. And I'm starting. I'm trying to like get into fish, but I don't really like seafood that much. So, so it's not you don't like not eat for like moral reasons. It's just you don't really like the the taste of it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Because I didn't eat for any meat for so long, yeah. I think I just didn't develop any interest in it. And do you take supplements? Yes. What do you take? I take a multivitamin. I take um, fish oil. Um, I take digestive enzymes. Yeah. I take probiotics. Um, and at really night, good. I take like magnesium, magnesium. calcium. Um, and I think that's everything. What were you? What did you say? Did you take vitamin D? I think it's in my oh, multivitamin. It's multi um, uh, yeah, it's in the multivitamin. Um, and... Yeah, I will say that like the I think the most important things are just like the the multivitamin and the um, fish oil. But I do find for me just like gut health wise, like the digestive enzymes and the probiotics are super helpful. Mm. Yeah. And how long have you been kind of like eating this way now? Um, Has this just been the last year or was it, was it? I mean, it's been on and off. Like I was first I first started doing this in 2019. And then I kind of like fell off of it right. and like gained some weight and then like got back on it. And um, but I've been like pretty consistent, um, like all of 2020, um, I would say. Yeah, because I've, I mean, this year I've just really noticed you how, how much you've changed um, in your body, but also in, in the way that you train, um, your your presence in the gym, your, your presence as a coach has really really dramatically changed this year like improved this year and it's been amazing to see um how much do you think you're because when you when you go into a session your own training session i, I noticed you, like, you have a lot of energy you lift heavy um how much of that has been because of the way you're eating now oh like a hundred percent yeah i used to like come in and like I don't even, I can't, it's like, I can't remember what I like ate before this time now, but I definitely was not fueling my body properly right. at all. And, um, and it's like, it's like these little things that like in the moment you're, you think like, oh, whatever, does it really matter? But over time, it's like a year into it, you're seeing the progress of like your muscles building and it's because I'm fueling myself afterwards and it's, you know, because I'm getting enough sleep every night and, but it's like, it's, yeah, it's just like all these little habits that have built over time. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, th this is a lot, what, what, we, what we're talking about with this challenge is positive habit building, just adding little things 
you know, on a daily, weekly, monthly basis that, that step by step help you improve your, 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 your daily life, your weekly life, your monthly life, and of course, your life overall. Um, do you, what time of day do you usually train? Does it change every day or you're always kind of training at the same time? Um, I wish it was consistent. I ideally would love to train first thing in the morning if I could, but sometimes I can't because of work. Um, so yeah. And do you, do you eat, if you are training early, do you eat before you train? Yeah. It's not my favorite thing because right. it's like I don't wake up wanting like a big carby meal, but like that's when I'll do usually do like overnight oats because it's just like just super something, easy. Something easy. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, I make sure to do that because like, yeah, I mean, I want to feel like otherwise I just won't feel as good yeah. during the workout. So, and then you'll have your, your, your bigger carb meal directly after training. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, I think it's, it's, it's super helpful and super interesting for people to to listen to Ruby and realize, you know, she eats bread, like she was saying, she eats oats, she eats carbs. She's not afraid of those things. It actually helps her train better. It actually helps her improve her physique. Um, Because I do think that, you know, there's still like a huge stigma attached to certain types of foods, you know, what we should and what we shouldn't be eating. Um, And people sort of taking foods out of context and not really realizing how beneficial they can be if they are consumed in the right amounts at the right time, et cetera, et cetera. Exactly. Yeah. It's like you don't want to go overboard. And like, I mean, I will say that I have certain things like I don't include because I know that like, like I could eat cereal, but I don't because that's something I know I would just like sit and eat the whole box, you know, but like, (laughs) so it's like, yeah, it's just finding what works for you. And I will say that this five meals a day where you're sitting there weighing out your food and it's like every meal fits these perfect macros. It's like, that's just when you have a specific goal that I have, you know, it's not Mm. like everyone in the world every ordinary person should just be doing this but it's like if you're interested in changing your physique then you need it's like when you you weigh out your food to bake the best cake you can if you want to like build the best body and that's interesting to you and it's not coming from a place of like oh i hate my body and i want to change it but it's like it's like a curiosity of like oh well like wow how can i change my body like how interesting is this like Mm. if i tweak this and eat this like how does it change and it's coming, yeah, from that place, then I think that it's that it's not a bad thing. And I think also an interesting thing, and you can you can stop me if I'm wrong here, but you probably feel better and look better than you ever have, but you're also probably heavier than you've ever been. Yeah. Am I right in that? Totally. Yeah. yeah. There were yeah. And um Because there's was, a huge thing that's obviously with women and weight and thinking yeah. like should be this weight, there should be that weight. But like I'm saying, you 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 are who you are now and you're the heaviest you've been and it's a it's a great thing. Yeah, it's um, it's actually funny. I had a friend recently. He was like, "I don't mean. I know this is like not a question I should ask, but like, I'm just curious. Like, how much do you weigh? Because like, you're you're so strong or whatever." And I didn't. Ha- it took me like two seconds to tell him. Like, I'll say right now, I'm 137 pounds, and I remember five years ago or something being like 130 and wanting to like kill myself because I was just like, "Oh my god, like I'm so fat," and right. now I'm like. It's just a number, yes. you know, and yes. um, and I do weigh myself every day to see like how it's what's changing. But it's not a like, oh, my God, what do I weigh today? It's just like, oh, you know, just recording data, just kind of checking in. Yeah. Again, you're taking the emotion out of it. Exactly. It's just a number. Yeah, it's great. And I just want to ask you about the, the tracker that you use, because I know a lot of people doing the challenge are going to be tracking. And you prefer this one over my fitness pal, right? I do. And what? Wh- why is that? Um, I just I find it to be more accurate. Um, if mm. you're weighing food in grams, like it's just it's really simple, customizable. Um, 
And I think like you have to pay um, if you want to like see food, like the macro breakdown of food in my fitness hall, you have to like pay like a lot right. of money for right. that. And so my five bucks a month, some ten bucks maybe. Yeah, forty bucks for a year or fifty okay. bucks for a year. That's not that bad. But yeah. my macros is like a one-time purchase of four ninety-nines, right. and you they, get all yeah. of that. Cheaper. So yeah, much cheaper. Yeah. Um, yeah, and it's just yeah. So I, I just like it better. But so if people who are working with me are using that one. Um, I'm obviously not going to impose it on. Everyone, no, no, I mean, that's but, great. I think it's just it's yeah. useful for the to have the information so people can like, you know, experiment with both and try and see what what they they prefer. Yeah. And um, what are your like? You mentioned before your goals. What what are your goals from this point? Um. So, I I really just want to like keep seeing like where I can go with my body. I, right now I'm in a cut, so I'm I've built a bunch of muscle and now I just want to see all that muscle. Like I, right. it's there and there's just like a little bit of fat and I just want to like cut a little bit and just um, like reveal and, and how are you doing that. that? You're increasing the cardio or you um so yeah, I'm cut like my calories have been reduced a little bit, but really not that much. Mm. And um I went from like more of a strength training program to now a hyper hyper Thank you. Yeah. Yes, I don't know why that word is like so yeah. hard for to say. Um, so yeah, just changing my um, my workouts and um, and then of course it's like I have a coach who's like guiding me through this. So we're checking in. How are things? Like if things aren't working, maybe we'll increase the cardio. Maybe we'll reduce the carbs a little bit. Um, but our goal is for me to like not have to cut calories or carbs more than I like absolutely have to. So we're trying to just like it's like how much can you eat while still losing <laughs> yeah and you find most of your your clients are now coming to you with physique goals or and i mean because you uh, i should also say ruby is a, a pilates coach as well so i know a lot of a lot of people come to you for the, the pilates coaching mm-hmm. um but I, I noticed recently a lot of people are coming to you for physique goals because obviously <laughs> noticing your physique <laughs> um and when, when they do that is that does it if, it, if it's a woman coming to you, does it take them a, a lot of convincing to start like eating more food? I mean, do you find it challenging to get to eat more and all that kind of thing? Or, um, Yeah, I mean, it's hard. I am very kind of selective with who I work with. Like I want to make sure that the people I work with are ready because this is work. Like is, I yeah. put a lot yeah. of time into, you know, training, to, you know, and the food prep and everything. And it's um, and so you have to be like, it's like, do you really have the time for this? Do you, how important is this to you? Why do you want to do this? And again, it's like always coming back to, is this like coming from a positive place where you love your body and you just want to like nourish it and see what it can do? Or is it like coming from a negative place? Um, and, and if so, then I'm going to like be like, okay, but also are you in therapy? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. You know, which like, I think everyone should be. So, Absolutely. um, Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I would say that, yeah, the more that I'm on this journey and sharing it with, um, like on Instagram and stuff, it inspires people, especially cause they see that it's like where I came from. It's not like yeah. I was just out of the womb, like, you know, <laughs> right. looking like this. Um, so I think that makes it a little more approachable. Be like, yeah, I, I didn't play sports growing up. Like I was not athletic. Like I'm just, we're all, we all start somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. great. That's great. Yeah, and I, I think you, you t- kind of touched on it there. Like the way that the way that one person's fitness journey is isn't necessarily going to work for another person. So you do have to find like the right coach, the right method, the right the right way of doing things that's going to suit your lifestyle. 
because um, different things work for different people. Um, and sometimes, you know, too much, sometimes too much information and too much guidance isn't a good fit for people. And yeah. sometimes they need like more freedom, more, you know, they're not as serious or they're not as like, you know, they're not as dedicated as they would need to be to follow that kind of a program. Yeah. Um, and Arthur, you're finished. I know you've had these back issues and you've, you know, you're, you, you're, you've got surgery yeah. coming up. I'm waiting on back surgery. Exactly. Disc replacement surgery. And it, that, that must have been hard for you. Like just knowing how passionate you are about fitness and like, because Arthur was boxing, he was lifting, he was, <laughs> this guy was doing everything. And then, you know, had some back issues. He's had, he's had to back off. He's taken, um, you know, he, you took that time to get some, um, you got a new certification. I did. In uh, Active in, Life. In, well, in nutrition, actually. Uh, uh, I when quarantine started and I stopped being active and my back starting acting up is when I uh, studied for precision nutrition. Yeah. Uh, that was in March. So I took that time off and, and now I'm pouring it into other things. Uh, but it is very hard to stay away from working out, especially like, you know, we are, you know, we all work here. It's, 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 you've seen, you're seeing people on a daily basis yeah, accomplishing things that, yeah. you know, I wouldn't dream of doing now. Like even yeah. like I see somebody like picking up a dumbbell, oh, yeah. I want to pick up a dumbbell. <laughs> right. Like, you know, but I, I think that it's also very important just like body recomposition. I think it's, it's moving away from thinking that your, your body is a prison or like I am today I'm fat and I'm, I'm, I'm going to be fat for the rest of my life and I might as well give up. No, like today my body is in pain. Uh, and I might not always love the way my body look, but I always love my body. And mm. I know that in six months from now, a year from now, I will be able to come back to the barbell and to come back to, you know, workouts uh, uh, the way I used to. Mm. Or it might be something different. I'm not attached to how it's supposed to look like. I'm just attached to, um, to being active. Yeah, yeah, that's a great way to look at it. Yeah. Good for you. Yeah. All right, guys. I think that about wraps it up. Um, that was super helpful. Thank you so much for for sharing that with me. It's 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 uh, and for for everyone listening because it, it's really helpful for people to. Again, both of these guys didn't come from like super fit backgrounds. They weren't athletes growing up. They weren't sporty growing up. They came into it fairly late. And if you if you were in my position and you see how they behave on a daily basis and, and what they what they commit themselves to, what they experiment with, how they affect all the people around them and how positive they are. Um, it really is, you know, it really is amazing to see. And it, it really is, again, it always makes me realize how essential fitness is and what it can do for, for people, for communities, um, for, for society, um, <laughs> uh, especially right now. So um, thank you so much for sharing your stories, your journeys and your, your knowledge and your information. It's, 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 it's so valuable. Um, and that is it for today guys um, you can still sign up for the limitless challenge again we go live uh, on Monday January 18th you can sign up on the app or on the website um, we would love to have you guys the more the merrier apart from that until next time you guys take care and we'll uh, catch you real soon thanks, thanks guys Bye, thank you thank you